Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the MinMaxed podcast. My name is Tyler, and I'm the current GM here at MinMaxed. I'd like to say thank you all very much for tuning in so far. We've been having a blast learning Pathfinder 2 and sharing that experience with you all. We'd like to hear what you think about the new system, whether you're a convert from uh, D&D 5th edition and uh, this is your first Pathfinder experience, or if you're coming from 1st edition and listening, or what your thoughts about our stories so far may be. Uh, you can email us at minmaxed at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at minmaxed. The thing I want to talk about this week before we get started is character death. At the end of the reclamation of Shiny Stone, uh, Miklik was brutally cut down by the hand of the menacing Halad. As a GM, I have many feelings about character death, and you'll get to hear about some of them more in depth as I continue to kill all of your favorite min-maxed characters. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, not sorry about the statement, but just about the glee. I'm the kind of GM who likes to run his combats as close to the book as I can. I do this for a few different reasons, but the important one for me is to display a level playing field of trust at the table. I focus this a lot on combat specifically because it is one of the most dangerous parts of the game as far as the player's characters are concerned. And I also make those really big dice rolls in front of my groups. Dice have this beautiful way of telling a story on their, on their own, things that you just don't expect. Uh, often I find that some of the best moments in games are the unexpected and sometimes emotional results of a dice roll. It's not something you can plan for, it just happens. And sometimes the story is dealing with and working with uh, those major successes and those major failures. And that's kind of what life is like. You react to the randomness delivered onto you by the universe. It's got this poetic thing that I really like. And um, I'm going to stop rambling now. I, again, really appreciate you joining us this week. But now it's time for one of my favorite things. David reading the recap. A recap of Session 7. We try to revive Daru and it's an utter faff. We almost end up killing him. Eventually we find a healing potion and everything turns out alright. Except for Miklik, who's still dead. We bury him in a pond. Varu and Plum discuss plans to sell all of Hallad's stuff one day and buy a ship named the Miklik. We exit the tunnel toward town. Takes a few minutes to get back. Vorn goes to get drunk. Plum and Daru find Turnip King Rolf and explain what happened. Things go poorly. Rolf wants to arrest Finnick. All hell breaks loose in the feed mill and Tyler tries to keep too many NPCs straight. Everyone decides it's still our fucking problem and we all go our separate ways. The next morning, things go well as Plum's old parrot friend returns to him. Then two mysterious strangers arrive. One's a dwarf, who seems suspiciously to be played by the same person who played Miklik. You guys go ahead. By the time you get back inside, Amora's, Amora has your food. She has actually got some sausages and eggs. Um, a pretty hearty breakfast. Uh, there are mashed turnips. Um, covered in some sort of like chicken gravy, perhaps some bread. There's Barnacle. Some... Barnacle raises hand, be like, "I guess I'm staying. Can you get me some too?" Ah, uh, yeah, no problem, no problem. And Mora goes back. A moment later, Finnick comes back out, and here you go. Thanks. And then, and then Finnick kind of looks at looks at Plum and goes, "Do I need to bring another plate?" Uh, Micklick's eaten out tonight, out in out in the wilderness. Give me another deception check, you son of a bitch. Keep lying to this poor goblin. 
I get a 24. You keep doing it really fucking well. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll just talk to him later then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Finnick kind of like hops back to the kitchen. He practically skips back. Why hasn't anybody else told him? I, I, I thought you said Nicklick was dead. Yeah, he is, but I don't want to break the poor little guy's heart. I don't think he's ever had a goblin friend before. <laughs> I love Plum's just like, Plum's just a heartless bastard with nearly everything, but he just can't bring himself to break Finnick's heart. He associates it with Nicklick. It's another goblin. Feels yeah. bad. That's I fair. Do. I tried not to let Tamley know that Bort was doing nefarious things, and that's what got him killed, but that happened too. Speaking of Tamley, Tamley comes in. She looks over at, at the table, and she visibly takes a calming breath. She walks over. Plum. Hey there, Tamley. I... I'm sorry about yesterday. Well, I appreciate it. All's forgiven. No worries here. I'd take that paper back, though, if you still got it. I think it's going to be needed for evidence. I do. I have something else for you, too. Okay. She pulls out a book. It's, it's definitely a ledger of... It's transactional, you can see. And Bort has a couple of different obvious clients that he has here. You know, he, he brings in things for the general store, the feed mill, and it's uh, the transaction is labeled with Delma's name very plainly. Everything is very meticulously written out and itemized, except for about 14 years ago, you see that there are some very vague, a vague transaction that happens once a year when he comes to Etron's Folly. And the delivery is labeled reagents, and the recipient is H. And there are pretty vast sums of gold being exchanged. And Tenley goes, I've been looking at this note, and I wanted to look through Bort's books, because I just needed to be sure. It seems as though Bort's been dealing with this pallid creature for some time now, underneath my nose. Well, he's making good money doing it. I don't blame him. Very good money. So, I'm sorry. It's all right. It's okay. You know, we've all got our past. We've all got the things that we've got to do to keep food on the table. But I appreciate you bringing this to our attention. We'll certainly use it in our further investigations to get Rolf to let us all leave here. I thank you. There's definitely uh, something going on here, and this V is doing something. And I don't know how Bort was wrapped into all of this or what occurred there, but I need to know. For closure. Well, we'll do everything we can to figure it out, Tamlin. All right. Than, I'd be more than willing to pay you for your services. You got more of that Kionan wine? We actually do. Do you want another done, bottle? Done deal. Yes, please. I'll have Ulf bring you a case. I show up out of nowhere and say, someone's got <laughs> a bottle. <laughs> sitting at the table that she's talking to you at. I figured you just have your head on the table. <laughs> a bottle? Bottle? There's a bowl of the what was food in front of him. Then it was refilled with vomit. His face was then in it as he fell asleep. And now he woke up. Bottle. We don't feel like he, a half horse can hold his... Like, why is he always throwing up? Because <laughs> he drinks that much. That much. <laughs> the half horse. I was gonna say this. Is, we're, we're talking like 
he's drinking up. hard <laughs> liquor. He's drinking hard liquor like it's beer. And I doubt his constitution score is that high. <laughs> also, as we just determined, I think he is just now becoming an alcoholic. So he's 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 learning. He's learning. All right. <laughs> my, my third level is going to be an alcoholism. <laughs> That's a class. I'll homebrew it for you, buddy. You'll be fine. Drunken master? Drunken druid. Yeah, drunken druid. <laughs> Just take the drunken dedication feats. Temley, uh, she quick bows her head and here, I'll, I'll allow you to take the ledgers. When we're done with them, I would like to take them back. There's a lot of information here that I need to make sure I keep to... Of course, of course. Keep the caravan going, but here's the note back as well. Uh, much appreciated, much appreciated, and, you know, we'll, we'll figure this all out, Temley. I'll have Ulf bring you a case of the Kion. Thank you, Temley. Of course. And she walks out. That <laughs> wine? <laughs> Sounds like you guys have been having some adventures. Yeah, we lost a man yesterday, last night. It was uh, quite harrowing, really. But we're all still here, except for him. Care to join us? We could use another man to replace him. You, you uh... seem smart. You seem like a dwarf. You seem like you're played by the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> you seem like a dwarf. <laughs> I'm searching for reasons that's, here. That's pretty observant. I am a dwarf. I don't know. I don't know if I can uh, be away from Nuala that long. Nuala? I knew I'd find out her name. <laughs> So what is it exactly that you do, Varnak? You know, what, what class are you? Oh, you know, I, I like to range and stuff. <laughs> For fuck's sake, you guys, you bastards. I feel like we need to redo like all of this. Just take yourselves too seriously. <laughs> Maybe it might work out for us to team up for a while. Well, any help we can get would be appreciated. To be fair, we're kind of surrounded by idiots in this place. What was that? Not you, Varn. I like you. I'd, I'd pass back out my bowl vomit. Notice I didn't even roll a deception check on that. Noala and I, uh, we've kind of been watching over Etrin's Folly for a while. Oh, really? What, uh, can you tell me more? What's going on? Why do they call this place Plaguestone after all? It's about an eye exposition for you then, real quick. Plaguestone is what they called the, you know, the short round stone thing in the center of town. Yeah. Shortly after the Goblin Blood Wars, a really nasty plague came through town, and it killed off nearly half of the residents. The stone was used for people who had the plague would come to the stone, and they would drop coin, silver and copper, uh, into the slot in the middle of the stone, which would be filled up with vinegar to cleanse or clean off the um, coins that would get dropped into it and the little the little bowl shaped uh, cutout on the side of the stone is where people would put food so basically the plague stone is where everybody who had the plague would come to the stone drop off their coin and pick up food seems incredibly okay. unsanitary yeah it, they were just looking for a way to help feed their friends and family without contracting the plague themselves so yeah, Varnak explains that to you. How tragic. What about the Goblin War? The Goblin Blood Wars? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know if you want to know about those. That's where Noala and I met. We Killing goblins? Yes, exactly. We we were in a unit together. That's really all I want to say about that right now. All right, don't need to pry. 
So, what is it that you and Nawala do now? You say you watch over a plague stone, or uh, excuse me, Atron's folly? From a distance, yes. Any particular reason? I'm here because she's here. She, her reasons are her own. You got a thing for her? No, we just went through a lot together in the wars. Lots of, uh, lots of our, our unit died. There's not many of us left. We had to stick together. Fair enough. Well, you know, an old military hand. Again, any assistance that you can render, we'd appreciate in these circumstances that we're placed in. Uh, maybe even share a bit of the wine with you. Oh, I don't drink. I don't trust this guy already. <laughs> Did too much of that after the our unit members died. Maybe you need to have an intervention with our born friend here. A sobriety intervention? <laughs> Can't say I know him that well yet, so... A lot of people here that love you, alright, Warren? Just, uh, you're hurting us. No, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was an intervention for, uh... To Marnak. get him to drink? To get him to drink, <laughs> yeah, a sobriety intervention. <laughs> well, let's eat our meal, and then let's go see Nawala and burn these wolf corpses and see what she wants to say. Yeah, All right. uh, once once everybody says they're done, I'll, I'll take them out to, to Nawala. Sounds good, sounds good. Uh, you guys walk through sections of forest here. Yeah, the clearing's not very far from the town itself, but she has a, a small fire that's burning. She's dragging some of the wolf corpses to the flame. She comes up, you see, she gets to you, and she kind of throws her hood back and kind of reveals... She is definitely an elf. I just showed a picture of Noala to the party. Tell me what you see. See that I'm about to make a new half-elf character from my <laughs> child. She is indeed an elf. Green eyes, a green glowing gem on her forehead and her hood, or perhaps her hair, it's difficult to say, somehow seems to fade into green leaves. And she's wearing a, a dark... Hood, like a like a monk's hood, but not the poison, like an actual monk's hood. As you as you kind of watch her drag the uh, wolf corpses over to the fire, uh, you notice that she's uh, seems to be avoiding use of her right hand, uh, which is entirely covered in a really oddly shaped leather gauntlet. When Varnak uh, sees her dragging it, he he'll run over to to grab it for her. Vernak goes and takes the the wolf corpse from Nawala and uh, starts dragging it in there. She kind of looks back at it and she goes, "These these wolves aren't the first, and I'm afraid they won't be the last." She begins to uh, look around the forest and she goes. Uh, she kind of motions to the trees around you and she says, "The forest itself is turning sour. Plants and trees are withering, bearing bitter fruit that sickens and kills those who eat it." If you've been out to the old orchard, you've seen it. The blight is growing, and I need your help to stop it. Would you be willing to assist? Well, call me crazy here, but we've just learned that for 14 years, old Borty there was supplying reagents to Halid and his accomplice, V. We also know that Halid had a very strange mutagen on him. One that our druid was able to tell had something extra in it that we can't quite decipher. Do you think maybe all these things are connected? I don't know anything about this V that you mention. Sounds like weird alchemical experiments to me. I don't know much about the alchemical either. All I know is that the forest seems to be getting worse. Although now that you mention it, how long? Fourteen years. 
I don't keep track of time quite that rigidly. I feel like, yeah, maybe 14 seasons have passed since I've seen the first signs of it. Uh, this plot's getting as thick as old Rolf's brain. It, it, it seems unlikely that this is a coincidence. There is a, a den nearby that these wolves actually came from, and it is surrounded and filled with the, this blight. Would you accompany Vernak and I to go and see if you think that this alchemical reagent that you were talking of may be causing the blight? Uh, you know, we're in so deep at this point, I think, yeah. Uh, why not? Um, well, thank you. I do appreciate that. I know Varnak and I are very concerned about the spread. It seems to be getting worse within the last few, few uh, seasons. And I am afraid that if we do not do something to combat it, Etran's Folly is doomed to die. Doomed once more. And I don't believe that I can save it from this one. Ah, I'm in. What do you think, Daru? I mean, we're, we're here anyway, so, yeah. Varn? Passed out. <laughs> so you made it there and then, like, just laid down and went to sleep? Yeah. Getting to the spot was just really difficult. Yeah. I looked down at Vorn and said, Ah, I can speak for him. I think he's in. He just he just needs a little bit of time. I, like, raised one hand. Uh, and drop it. Yeah, that's our friend Vorn. Are you sure he'll be helpful? Uh, oh, yeah. He's very helpful when he's not completely drunk. It, 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 just as long as he's, you know... Well, hold on, let me rephrase. He's very helpful in all stages of drunkenness up until blackout. So as long as we keep him pre-blackout, doesn't matter how drunk he is, pre-blackout, lots of help, lots of heals. Very good guy. So we wait for him to get better then? Yes. Yeah, I think it's probably best. His best friend did just die yesterday, you know. I knew him for 24 hours. He's the greatest goblin. So you guys decide that you're going to let Bourne sober up a little bit. Who goes back to town? I mean, I'm walking the guy. That's where the old man is, right? Yeah, yeah. I got to ask, uh, who is uh, who is going to... It's just Daru, uh, dude. It's just, just Daru. Daru. <laughs> it's just fucking Daru. I cannot imagine, with Plum's personality that I have in my head, I cannot make him care. <laughs> He just doesn't give a shit. No. Daru also doesn't care, but does is like... But he's a champion. He's a redeemer. He's got to do this. Take one for the team. And I, don't, I, don't, I don't see why Varnak would go. I mean, to it, make it so I'm not as bored. <laughs> he wasn't part of this agreement to do I, like, I'm trying to think of a reason like why he would offer up to go. Well, do you guys know this guy's about to give me some sick-ass loot? <laughs> Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> um, all right, so then uh, we're going we're gonna to do a quick Daru quest here. The Daru, everyone's been waiting for. Yeah, right. Daru gets back to town. You head into the feed mill. Um, it's probably mid-morning at this point. Dalma is outside when you come up. Oh, Daru, perfect timing. Are you still willing to take my father out? I would want nothing else to do. That's fantastic. I really appreciate that, Daru. Thank you. Hold on, let me go get him. Follow me. Follow me. Do you, do you need a deception roll for them? <laughs> so it's, Dama takes you over to her home. It's only a couple of houses down uh, from the feed mill. I'm going to pull up the town map here so you can kind of see the path that you're going to end up taking. So at the center of town, you kind of see the feed mill. Uh, Dama's house is off one of, the, one of the houses that's just north of the feed mill. 
She goes, I, I, I do really appreciate this. Um, it just, uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, has a difficult time getting around. Um, he's not necessarily senile or, or anything like that, but, uh, he can get a little cranky sometimes. So, uh, you know, don't, don't, don't take anything he says personally, please. It's just... That's kill an old man. <laughs> Redeem. Redeem an old man. I will man. lose my champion powers right now and become <laughs> a peasant. Kill this This guy of shit talks me. So he ends up, uh, she ends up going back inside and, uh, inside her house. She goes, I'll be, be right back, be right back. She brings out, uh, a man in a, uh, it really is a, just a, a rickety wheelchair that seems to have been, like, uh, you know, fashioned from the back of an old cart. But, uh, this is Targan. Targan Falst. Delma comes out and, uh, uh, Father, this is Daru. Daru will be taking you out on your morning walk. He goes, eh. Is it a morning walk or a morning roll? Like, will he be walking? No, I'll be rolling. You'll all be right. walking. All right, all right. Father, like to push you? Yeah. How else am I supposed to roll? Oh, it's not like a... They're not that advanced to have the... It's not like a wheelchair. <laughs> no. It's got handles in the back. Take me north. I take the man north. He walks... First, you have to kind of walk by the plague stone. And he goes, do you know anything about the town? I'd love to hear it. That sounds like sarcasm, you little shit. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be shit. <laughs> I don't care. Now this is where the people who were affected by the plague got their food from. There was dark time. Your family avoided it? No. My brother died. It was difficult. Turn here, points to the right, start heading north. He's kind of got to go through the north side of town. I've kind of mentioned a couple of times north end of town is really dilapidated run down compared to the next. Kind of walk through the north side of town and just goes, this is where the plague hit the worst. Now nobody with money lives up here. This is where the poor folk live. Is it noticeable? The poor people in the turnip farm village? Yeah. <laughs> the really poor. You keep rolling them north out of town here. Just on the north side of town, there's a path. Small path that goes on the right. Go take me on the drunken shepherd's trail. I go straight. That's where I walk. No, 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 not that way. No, that's leaving town. Turn around. I yeah. play with him just a hair longer. Yeah, come on, get turn, turn around. Turn oh, around. Oh, yeah. Stupid. I turn around. <laughs> Do you want to hear about the story of the of veterans' folly or not? Yes, continue. The plague killed the town. We mostly avoided the goblin blood wars. That was really off further to the west. There's a witch that everybody suspected of spreading the plague. Silwith was her name. Silwith. She had a little daughter named Vilri. <gasps> Silwith died of the plague. We're pretty sure that she ended up killing Father Bulgrist. Tell me more about this Vilrith. Vilrith? Silwith's daughter. I don't know where she went. She left town shortly after her mother died. Silwith. She was a witch. Is the daughter a witch? You gotta know something, old guy. The daughter left town. I don't know enough about her. She stuck around in Silwith's home for a few years afterwards. Where would I find Silwith's home? I don't even remember where she lived. Somewhere in the north end of town. They didn't have a lot of money. As you remember, that's where all the poor folk live. Yeah, alright, tell me about it. Ugh. Yeah, if you had any coin, you live in the south side of town. Especially now. Especially now. You know anything about acid-spewing dogs? Yeah, Delma told me about it on our last walk. See anything like that back during the plague? 
No, not really. Just people dying. Friends dying. Brother dying. Lots of people died. It's the feed mill. It's the only thing keeping the town alive. Good old Delma running the feed mill. I opened it 50 years ago. Me and my brother. Now he's dead. You said that. Did I? Yes. I forgot. So we take a left up here? Yes, no, yes, take it, take it, take it. Wait, no, 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 not that left, not into that left. the fields? No, no, don't go to the fields. Okay. There used to be sheep fields. Last heard left years ago. No, what was I talking about? The father, Father Bulgrist? Yes. We're coming up on the old shrine here soon, the old shrine. It's not been much for religion, folk, and natron's folly. Not since Father Bulgrist died. Not since Silwith. I think Silwith put the plague upon the father. Did it start with him? No. Everybody was blaming Silwith. She was a witch, you see. Yep. Always creating their fancy potion concoctions, trying to convince people that it would cure their ails. What did it do? It just killed people. They got the plague from her. You sure she wasn't trying to help? Uh, some people thought that. I didn't. She caught the plague and died too. Only right. Only right. You start coming up to the old shrine here. It's uh, it's, in this, it's in this middle of uh, this copse of oak trees. The uh, shrine is currently dedicated to Gazra. Father Borgoth held a lot of ceremonies out here. Haven't had many festivals or ceremonies since Borgoth died. Druids used to gather along the shrine long ago. I know a druid. Yeah? What's he do? He's kind of disgusting. He drinks. Oh. Doesn't sound like any druid I know. It's He's unique. Give me a perception check. You actually see uh, Varnak at Gozra's shrine. Oh, you're there. I got a 15. 15 on your perception? So, Varnak, you're there? Yeah. Varnak worships Torag and Gozra. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Greetings there, dwarf. What are you doing here? Dwarf ranger, I've seen you around town. Just on our morning How walk. Doing, sir? Feeling reminiscent. Vernak, if you're, or Varnak, if you're there too, give me a perception check. I get a 15. You guys hear this small sound. It seems to be getting louder. It's coming from north of the shrine. I hear it. Go yeah, yeah. And it's getting louder. As soon as, uh, Vernak, you go to, like, move around, and you look into the woods, and you see that there are four pretty damn big, like, almost mosquitoes? Give me a nature check. I'm assuming you can do that, right? I get a 16. Okay, okay. Uh, this is for uh, recall knowledge on this. These are blood seekers. Terrifying mosquito. Yes. They it's are just... tiny, like a basketball. All familiars are tiny size, so it gave the example of like a raven or a rabbit or, uh, you know, something like that. So this okay, is so the size of a standard bird. Yeah, yeah, it's about the size of a bird. It's um, the largest known insect in the world. Yeah, it's a, they're big, right? They're, they're pretty damn big. And they're, they're starting to, like, angrily hover around like you're encroaching in on their territory. You know Bloodseekers are uh, notoriously territorial. You, don't, you think that if you don't leave soon, right away, that they're going to attack you. If they're going to seek out my blood. Like that, yeah, yeah. 
How fast can I roll this man? <laughs> I would say I would say you could probably roll him your your speed. Oh, he's gonna go for a ride. <laughs> Running him. <laughs> so what do you guys do? Are you are you leaving? I mean, are, are are you fighting? I'm not just gonna leave you there. I don't. I can't let some dwarf die to some bloodsuckers. What do What do I know about these bloods? Like the way I think of it, or Varnak was gonna think of it is, I don't. He doesn't want anything stopping other people from being able to come to the shrine. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. Uh, Varnak, you know that people don't really come to the shrine. You're the only one. Well, still, so this is pretty close to town. Well, yeah. I am people, so. I am people. <laughs> I want to come to my shrine. So there's somebody else here to help me. Are we assuming that uh, I re-equipped? I mean, I would say probably, yeah. You ranged out into the wilderness to go. Because I'm not about to punch some bugs. You could. That'd be fun. <laughs> well, half the party. Roll for initiative. What's the old man doing? Has he seen these things this close to town? What's his thoughts? Oh, he's going to roll for initiative. Ah! One of the one of the uh, bloodseekers that's kind of hanging out on the tree line, the one on the other side of the rock from you, he starts making his way around. He makes his takes his action to come up behind you. It's his first action, and I guess flying is still striding technically. But then he is going to uh, he's going to strike at you with one of his legs, and he's going to get a twelve to hit you. That is a miss. So then he is going to. Do it again and get a 14 to hit you. No. And this one whoosh, whoosh, swings at you twice, misses you. Another one that's on the other side of this rock here also buzzes up to you. And he does the same thing. Gets a 16. That is a miss. 16's a miss, okay. And he's going to attempt again. Wow, rolling like shit. Gets a 10 to hit. That's a miss. That's a miss. Uh, Daru, you're up. Old man, stay here. There, what's going on? Don't you see? See what? Giant basketball-sized mosquitoes. Oh, he doesn't know what a basketball is. <laughs> Bird-sized mosquitoes. All right, where'd you go? My eyesight ain't so good no more. I'll roll him up then, shit. <laughs> Just so he can see the battle. Oh, shit! I'll stop him right here. Oh, shit! <laughs> stop him like 10 feet away from the action. Yeah, I mean, if he could tank one for me, all the better. <laughs> he pulls out a stick. <laughs> I'll hand him the fucking cane with him. He's like, don't come near me! Alright, so I will swing at this bird-like mosquito. You're currently flanking it with Vernak. I hit it with a 17 question. 17, 17 does hit, yes. Go ahead and do your damage. I hit him with a 6. You completely knock this one out of the hair with your hammer. Just whoosh, gotta show this old man I'm not an idiot. Alright, Dara, that was your first action to stride up. Second action to strike. What do you do with your third action? I had to make two movements. Oh, you had that to make two. my third action. Oh, okay, got Nothing. it. Then that's going to come up to uh, the next Bloodseeker. He's going to fly up to you, Daru. He's a little perturbed that you ended up just killing his his mate right out. Gets an 18 to hit you? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I have 19. Then no. Then he'll make another strike. This one will absolutely miss with a 16. All right, then if that's the case, the next one's going to come up, and he's going to buzz up to Varnak. Varnak, Varnak. It's going to take me a while to get that. Ooh, 24 to hit? No, sorry, 22 to hit? Yeah, absolutely. 22 hits? Okay, nice. You're not actually going to take any damage, but it's going to attach itself to you. Sounds terrifying. And it's going to kind of start sucking blood from you, and you're going to take one point of persistent bleed damage. 
Uh, you'll take what you'll take that persistent point of bleed damage at the end of your next round. But he's going to use his third action to uh, drain blood, and that's going to deal three damage to you. And you are currently drained one. Like a minus one to everything. Drained. Take a status penalty equal to your drained value on constitution-based checks, such as fortitude saves. Lose hit points equal to your level times the drained value, and your maximum hit points are reduced by the same amount. Okay, so your maximum hit points are reduced by one, and uh, any constitution-based rolls or DCs. So your attacks and everything else are good then. Then yeah, it's your turn. Varnak will... I'll swing at the one that's on top of me, I guess. Yeah, you can do that. You can do that. It's considered flat foot while it's attached to you. Well, um, we'll continue last week's wonderful combat rolls and roll a two. <laughs> a ten will miss. I will use my second action to use my ability Hunt Prey. That's okay. one action. It gives me plus two on checks to seek him or to track him. But the major thing is when it comes to my other hunter ability, which is called Flurry, if I use an agile weapon in my multiple attack, I only have a minus two on my second attack. So I will attack him with my uh, my second weapon. You didn't you didn't have either of your weapons drawn going into this though, did you? No, I did not, but I have quick draw. So with your third action then, you quick draw. So third action, quick draw. So yeah, his, his like weapons are like on him, and he just like one fluid motion draws it and like slashes it with it, and missed the first attack. And then the second one, he draws his second weapon and brings it up and smash it, attempts to smash it with his hammer. What's your first weapon? Uh, my first weapon is a battle axe. Okay. Okay. And then and your second one is my my offhand weapon is a light hammer. Okay. Got it. Got it. What'd you get to hit? So on my second attack, I actually rolled a 19, so nice. I get 25 total. 25. That is a critical hit because it is currently flat-footed. Um, okay, so critical hit. That's basically I roll the damage twice, right? Yep. Add your static twice. So um, a total of 15 damage. You absolutely smash this one into little bloody bits, and you get some of your own blood on you, too. That sucked it out already. Gross. Okay, and now I have to make a... That's the end of my turn, so I have to make a flat check 15? Yep, flat 15 check, or take the one persistent bleed damage. Well, I take the one no matter what, right? Uh, oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. And I do roll a 17 uh, against the, the bleed effect. Nice, nice. So you uh, stop the persistent bleed damage. Just gotta take a little part of your cloak and just, like, plug that hole with it real quick. Vernak has much more promising rolls than Miklik ever did already. It didn't start out very well, but I rolled a two to start with. But <laughs> Making it up for it real quick, though. Turn it around with a 19 afterwards, so. So the one that's just uh, northeast of Varnak will attempt to make an attack. You're flat-footed against this attack. Since yes, because I'm, I'm flanked, yes. And it's going to get a 12 to hit? No. It's going to try it again. Going to get a uh, 19 to hit. 19 does hit. On your flat-footed? Okay, okay. So, so he's going to attach to you and uh, use his third action to blood drain, and it's going to be three damage on that. You're still drained one, but now you're going to have that persistent one bleed damage again. Uh, and that's its turn. And Daru, you're up. Watch this, old man. And I swing at the one right in front of me. 
I action point it. <laughs> can't can't look bad in front of you, then, right? You then smashed I, this one completely out of the air. Whip out a star knife and fucking yap the other one. Dang it. <laughs> Throw the star knife and it misses, it goes into the woods. I'm gonna go get that old man. <laughs> nice throw! You can't even see it, I hit it! What? Square in the head. I throw ah. the dead corpse of the bloodsucker at him. Oh man, alright, then that one, uh, the one that you just tried to hit is going to attempt to attach itself to you. I mean, that well, one I killed that one. Dying, so. Oh, that's the one you died, that's right, never mind, he's dead. That's now the one, it's for next turn. That's the one you died. That's, that's the, the one you one died. died. There's only one left now. You guys are making quick work of these things. But Barnack, you're up. Okay, Barnack will swing with his battle axe. That's it. get a total of a 20 to hit. That's definitely a hit. And we'll slash him with that for 8 damage. And you cut it right in half. Nice. Pretty easy battle for just two of you. Well, when you've got this rugged champion on your team, how can anything go wrong? <laughs> uh, also, that was a level one encounter. You guys should have done that last last level. I still think it wouldn't have been difficult. Not with 20s. Oh, I get a nat 20 on my uh, persistent damage. Nice. Nice. So you take that second point of persistent damage. <laughs> I run into the woods pretending like I'm chasing one more bloodsucker to get my star net back. <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah, how, how good of a morning walk was that, Pops? We're not done yet. Shit. I just start walking back to town. Hey, hey, don't forget me. Don't leave you. <laughs> no, Alright, I'll continue my job, but I'm gonna speed it up a little bit. Kind of start I'm jogging. Because <laughs> I'm right now. now. <laughs> I'm fucking sick of this shit. Oh, well, I make sure Farnack's good and be like, make sure he's not bleeding anymore. Yeah. Um, I pat him on the back with a quick little lay on hands. Quick little 6 HP. Right For the drained, the drained only goes away after you get like a full 8 hours rest. Oh, healing doesn't prevent it? Nope. The drained stays. Um, actually, I just read it. Well, I think this uh, particular... But yeah, the specific uh, overrules the general, so if the creature has a different... Any... Uh, a creature that had its blood drained by a blood seeker is drained one until it receives healing of any oh. kind or amount. Nice. Well, so I just received healing, so... That would that would cancel out this particular ability, yes. Nice. Daru's trotting the old man along. Not so fast. <laughs> He's still trying to tell the stories. <laughs> oh, this is where. <laughs> will take uh, ten minutes to try to heal himself, though. Quick. Right at, right at the Gajra Shrine? Yeah, right at the shrine. Okay. Get a and 16. And I get a 16, which is enough, so... Nice. We'll get... Is it 2D8? Full HP. I, said, I hope you get full with the 2D8. Just barely. That was it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. As you're going along the path... Let's start doing some wheelies. Oh, jeez, young man. You need some energy. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> Alright, I'll, I'll, I'll slow it down. I, I gained enough time from that fight. I was just trying to make up the time we lost. Just get up time for the fight. Um, actually, your little jaunt there. You pass quite a few farms here. You start to come here at the, at the way south uh, east side of town. And there's a, a big hill off of the south side of the road here on the left side of the road. And uh, what looks like to be like the burnt remains up top. Targan looks up and he goes, <laughs> That's where old Etrin lived. Old Etrin, huh? Yeah. Metron spent his whole fortune to found the city, town, Do they call you? Do they start your name by old? 
No. No. They do a cane him. Yeah. Sure you could. Nah, I could still cane with the best of them. He smacks you in the back of a leg with a cane. <laughs> See? Nah. Etrin. He points up to the hill. It's a pretty steep hill. He goes, built his home right at the top of the tallest hill in town. It started on fire. And he's too far away from the river. No one could get the buckets up the hill in time. They all died. <laughs> Does this amuse you? Yeah, that's why we call the town Etrin's Folly. <laughs> that's classic. Thought we called it Plaguestone. Bad memories. You start taking them off in the last leg. Take it right here. Let's go back to town. As you start taking them along, falls asleep for the last oh, little leg. Oh, we're speeding back up then. It, the, the walk probably took you a couple of hours. When you get back to the feed mill, Dalma's waiting outside. Oh, Doru, perfect. Perfect timing. Oh, Father, your lunch is ready. What? 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 Oh. Uh, it took too long. I'm late for lunch. Dalma's like, don't, don't, don't worry about him, Daru. Thank you. Thank you very much. She goes behind and takes the wheelchair from you, and she rolls him inside. Father, we'll get you some lunch. I have Amora made you some delicious turnip. Her voice fades out. Bye, old man. Just let me know when you want to go for another ride. I do want to plumb, though, because he's the one I know that's halfway interested in this investigation with me. And I speak to Plum. What's up, Plum? Hello, friend. Daru? Tell them about the witch. You're going to have to catch me up on the names again. It was like Vern Silweth and her daughter, Vilri. I'd like to investigate Silweth's old home in the north. It seems her, her daughter's name was Valerie. You know, that it's not obvious, but that is a V. Well, it's at least a lead, which is more than we have right now. So. And she was... Yeah. Her mother, like, messed with alchemical stuff, so it's possible. Well, I, I think that's... Old man was blaming her for the plague, but I... It could be she was, I don't know, he's old man. Well, it sounds like you recovered some good information and a good place for us to start. I want to kind of find out how the characters are feeling about the situation, about where you're at right now, what your characters think about what's going on. Just want to do that. So, uh, Plum, how's Plum feeling about the situation right now? So annoying. Just so annoying. Everything just keeps getting piled on, and all he wants to do is just be on his way on this journey, and things just keep happening. He's only very mildly interested in determining what's happening. He doesn't care too much, but at least as long as he's stuck into it, he might as well try and take some interest in it. Mostly what he's hoping to get out of it is maybe some money. I mean, he's glad that we've come across these stolen goods um, or, or black market goods. He's definitely going to take those and try and turn a profit. And maybe he can come across some other stuff to try and turn a profit. He would love to buy a Miklik ship with Vorn and Daru. What about Daru? Where's where's Daru at right now? I don't know. I just like pushed an old man around so you could say things are very uneventful here. <laughs> and now these guys won't let us leave because of literally nothing we did except kill the guy. Yeah, I'm about ready to just take I'm become the new captain of this goddamn cart thing and we're just leaving. <laughs> That's where we're almost there. Now that you've told me what Spencer thinks, tell me what Daru thinks. You know, he just wants to make sure everything's okay. <laughs> I'm really happy that the old man <laughs> was able to give him the information he needs uh, to make sure that we can bring this place to justice, you know? Like, it's just heart-wrenching. So then that'll that'll bring me over to Vorn. How is, uh, where's Vorn at right now? What does Vorn think about the situation? How does Vorn feel? 
he doesn't know there's a situation. I don't think he really understands that. He's just sad Miklik's dead. So Vorn's going through his uh, grieving process. He still doesn't really know what the fuck's happening, though. He spent, <laughs> he spent most of his adventure drunk. Like That's true. Like Honestly, this adventure's been like, what? Maybe 72 hours? Maybe? Probably not uh, even long. It's been very short. And Vorn has been drunk pretty much the whole time. That's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. He thinks we're still sightseeing. It was a cool cave. Well, that's why you originally got on board the wagon. Yeah. And uh, how about the newcomer? Where's the newcomer at, character-wise? Seeing the uh, the party interact with the townsfolk and seeing some of the leftovers from one of their combats, for example. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say exactly what he... I mean, he hasn't had a lot of time to to really gel with these guys yet. He, he definitely thinks they're an odd group. And while he doesn't... He's not necessarily here for the town. He's more here for uh, Nawala. He, he feels like these guys are even less here for the town than he is. <laughs> He's really interested in trying to figure out what's going on with the this blight thing. So that's what he is going to be spending his time looking for. Well, thank you, everybody, for sharing. You can all sit down now. What is, what is everybody doing the evening after Daru gets back with, uh, with Delma's father, Targan? Is there anything else to do in this town other than go to the feed mill. <laughs> Probably go help some of the turnip farmers farm. Nope, nope good. Good on uh, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure your only option is the feed mill there, buddy. Then I guess I'll go to the feed mill and hang out with any of my compatriots who are there. Vorn's at least fun. He's uh, something. Be there. What about uh, Varnak? What were you doing? Um, I think knowing that we, w- we were supposed to meet her pretty pretty early um he'd probably go into town just to kind of make sure that when it came time to do that they were they were ready to go that makes sense okay he doesn't think they're gonna be what about daru um i'm still just really taken back by my walk so i'm gonna take a nap just gonna go to bed it's a little nap i'm not going to bed early what time is it at four o'clock yeah a little well, afternoon snooze. All right, all right. The mayor also fell asleep in the cart on the way in, so... Yeah. <laughs> Vorn, what are you doing? Uh, Vorn's most likely passed out drunk. Okay. Would you know where? Vorn doesn't know where, so I don't know where. <laughs> well, if Vorn's not at the feed mill, then that's what one will do. He'll go try and find Vorn. You're probably going to have to go find him. Yeah, that's what I'll do. If he's not at the feed mill, I'll go try and find him, and then at least wake him up enough to get back to the feed mill, so at least he can keep me entertained while he's passed out drunk. Is there well, a grid map of the town that we can roll and see what quadrant I'm for? <laughs> <laughs> Just to get an idea. I'd love to roll that. Yeah, we can do that. Why not? There is definitely a map of the town. Yep. Here it is. Feed mill's the big building in the middle next to the plague stone. Go ahead and roll a D percentile. 28. Plum, you're kind of walking around looking for Vorn. You get all the way through town, about maybe two hours through searching through alleys and on the ground. You don't find him anywhere. So you decide, I'll just, I'll wander to the edges of town, right? I'll see if maybe he's someplace else. So you wander north a little bit and uh, give me a perception check. I, I got a 22. So nice as you're uh, wandering off just as you leave the outside of town wandering north you think to yourself well this is a waste of my time isn't it 
So you turn around and you see right off in the area to the west of the main road going north, this little copse of trees that flows next to the river. Uh, Vorn, in his drunken state, decided that he needed to sleep where he always sleeps to feel better, and that's in the trees. So Vorn has stumbled out there, and you hear him very loudly snoring from that copse of trees. Sounds about right. Uh, I will go approach Vorn. Hey, Vorn! Hey, Vorn! Get up! I'm bored! Go ahead and just give me a, a flat DC5 check. How about a kick him check? How about I make an unarmed attack to do subdual damage? You just skip right to that? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to actually try and hurt him. I'm, I'm okay with that. Go for it. <laughs> Dude, my, my ability to actually hit anything is so abysmal. <laughs> Born probably, roll a d20. I'd probably critically fail and break my foot or something. Uh, 12. Yeah, yeah, Vorn, you can, uh, you, you hear him and you're, you're able to wake up. Okay. You're in a lucid state for the moment. What do you want, you fucking pirate? <laughs> Vorn, I'm so barred. Let's go to the feed mill and have a few. On me. I feel like I, I roll over and an empty bottle falls off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Out anyways. Perfect. All right. You guys get back to the feed mill. Daru was a nice long nap. You'd be more tired walking the old man around than you thought you'd be. Maybe it's more emotional exhaustion than it is physical exhaustion. Either way. But two hours later, after you laid out for your nap, you wake up. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get myself some turnips. So, Daru, you got to walk into the feed mill just as you see Plum dragging Vorn in by his sleeve. What do you all do? Let's go find a table together. There's an open table. Easily. There's plenty. Where, and where's Vernak? Is Vernak around? Uh, Varnak would probably show up um, early evening. When I see Varnak show up, I call to him and wave him over, see if he wants to join us. Maybe he has some interesting things to do or say. If he, he sees Plum wave him over, he'll come over. We're all getting drunk here together, Varnak. Care to join? Uh, I can sit with you. All right. What, you're not a drinker? No, not a drinker. I think I told you that already. Yeah, seeing if maybe it changed your mind. No, no. How's your judgment? I also want to point out that I am absolutely not drinking the turnip ale. I'm just asking for like an empty cup, and I'm pouring my Keon and wine into it. Trin is serving you tonight, and she gets everybody's drink order. They know you have a tab. Uh, I, I get the drinks tonight because I said I would. Vardnak just had orders and tea. Okay. To thank Varnak for uh, helping me with the, the skeeters. So, Varnak, what's your story? Where are you from? Who are you? Name's Varnak Flameheart. I'm from around a mountain me. somewhere, I'll bet. Yeah, well, you'd be right. Come from a family of uh, foragers. Wasn't my calling, though, so I uh, was more into the exploring, and I, I left left the mountains pretty early, and that's uh, how I became more into the woods. Just I know, kind of weird for a dwarf, but started fighting in the Goblin Blood Wars. It's a nasty bit of business that ended up here. Kind of keeping an eye on Nawala, making sure she's okay. Don't tell her I told you this, but her arm's not good. No, she no she tries, but don't like thought of leaving her alone too long. Well, that's very noble of you. Very noble. And so, how did you come to be in the uh, company of that Nawala? 
That's quite literally what I was in. I was I was in her company. We were in our a unit together. Um, didn't know her before the Goblin Blood Wars, but there was uh, an accident that caused the uh, the injury to her. Sometimes the reason I stick with her is sometimes I feel like if I would have been there to help, she wouldn't have gotten injured. But that's a story for another day. That's tremendously sad. Let's have a drink. Still not drinking. Trin comes and brings you some refills. I'll have one for you, friend. And I'm sure Vord Vord will probably have two. At least. So yeah, I I suppose, I I think we, or at least Plum would enjoy the conversation for the evening. He pet insert name here and feed him some crackers and (laughs) uh, head on up to bed. All right. I'm just going to have, I'm going to call him Parody until we have a name because insert, insert name here is driving me bonkers. I'm just gonna call him parody. Is that, is that parody or parody? I'm I'm just saying parody. <laughs> that's a good that's a good name. Conversation goes into the night. It gets pretty busy throughout the night. Everybody's starting to calm down a little bit after all the craziness that happened. Dalma's got the place cleaned up again. Um, it's a good, quiet, not really quiet, a little raucous, but it's a good night. As evening comes along, uh, you guys would, I'm assuming, choose to retire. Okay. Yeah, Barnack will stay in the in the inn. Okay. So yeah. then you're all you're all going to be in the same loft. Then everybody gets everybody gets a really good night, a good nights of sleep tonight. Um, Vorn, it doesn't take much. Trin would suggest to you maybe just go to sleep tonight, honey. Yeah, it does kind of sound like a good idea, right? So you go and get some actual sleep. Everybody wakes up. Varnak wakes up before anybody else does. Everybody else is still sleeping, Varnak. It's just before dawn. Yeah, if, if, if it's even like nobody else is getting up, he will he will go around to each of them, starting with Plum, probably, because Plum's talked to him the most. And he seems like maybe Plum can... Uh, born to do <laughs> So he'll, he'll go to go to Plum and remind him that we're supposed to be meeting Nawala at dawn. Uh, Plum in a haze as uh, as he is waking up. Uh, uh, Captain. I, uh, yeah, I'm getting up. I'm up. I'm awake. Yes, sir. He and Parody are ready to go. He's and letting I'll, the other guys sleep in. And I'll, I'll help Varnak wake up everybody else, too. Yeah. I tell I, I ask him to, to wake up Vorn. And I'll, I'll I'll go ask I'll go try to wake up Dart. <laughs> I wish I had taken create water as a cantrip. I just like create water over Vorn's head. <laughs> In the morning, uh, Varnak, you know that you're gonna need to get out get out on the road here, pretty pretty quickly in order to meet up with Noala. Yeah, so I'll marshal him, get him get him going, point him in the right direction. Like, okay, let's go. So you guys go back to. Uh the site of your entrance into the entrance folly area uh, where you came across the wolf pack Nuala's there and she's got her hood up as you uh, approach her she goes well are you ready to go uh, yeah I'm ready <sighs> come follow me I think they're as ready as they're gonna be she nods at you Varnak so you guys uh, start going through the woods here now there, she might follow some game trails here and there but they're, they're pretty thick woods. After about, I'd say, an hour's worth of travel, you start to notice that the woods themselves are getting weird coloring. Like those barks, there's bark peeling off from strips from trees, sections where there's just leaves missing on branches. 
Um, you see a couple of really obviously diseased trees. Noala says, we're starting to step into the blight. So there's an actual zone that's like the blight? Well, I wouldn't say it's one zone necessarily. There are several swaths of land that are sick. All right. I just, I follow. Actually, you know what I'll do? Um, how high are we in dense, like, uh, canopy? I, I don't know how to say dense it. Dense canopy for sure. Yeah. Okay. So, so, um, parody could not fly around in here. No, I would say not like he could probably burst through the trees. I mean, he's a good flyer. He's not a poor flyer. He could probably find his way through. It just would be, I guess, the air equivalent of greater difficult terrain. Sure. Yeah. Nonetheless, I think I'll have him go up, maybe even above the trees, and just kind of fly around and keep an eye, and see if I see if he senses any danger. David, for my purposes. Yes. Um, what you're gonna, you're sort of about empathetic link? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm going to ask you about how parody if if at all communicates back to you it can communicate empathetically with you as long as it's within one mile of you sharing emotions it doesn't understand or speak languages normally but it can gain speech from a familiar ability so i have not had my parrot gain speech um so as long as he's within one mile we can share emotions got it the, like little emojis popping up over his head. Like <laughs> That's that. exactly what we do. We're actually just texting each other back, but only in emojis. Holy shit. I just figured out how to portray the empathetic link. I have such a hard time with this sometimes. Fantastic. <laughs> it's emojis. It's, it's just emojis. emojis. Something clicked for me. You get an eggplant emoji. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> the fucking eggplants back and forth. <laughs> as soon as uh, as soon as parody uh, breaches the canopy um, and gets a little bit of height over the trees, um, the first thing that you get from parody is just shock of how bad it looks. That's yes. what I'm thinking. Well, I'll keep that in mind. The next thing you're gonna get is uneasiness. It's a it's a light uneasiness. Like yo, we're we're going into that. Okay. Sort of uneasy. Quiet, too quiet. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, it's the it's the emoji with like a just like, just the eyes wide and no mouth, just like. Mm-hmm. After, after walking for about another five minutes, Parody's unease starts to grow a little bit. Noala stops you and says, "I will leave you here. Varnak and I have not had a chance to explore this deep into the blight." We know that there are dangerous predators that are here. However, he knows the game trail that you will take to get into this den. This is where I believe this pack of wolves that accosted you on the road came from. It was a caustic accostation. Sure. Varnak and I were able to track the wolves from that to back to here. If you follow this game trail in, you will, should get to the den. Please investigate what you find. See if you can find out where this blight comes from. Many of the 
sounds you heard in today's episode were provided by Sirenscape. Check them out at Sirenscape.com. Thanks for joining us here at MinMaxed. We hope you do so again next week as we continue our adventures into the Pathfinder 2nd Edition and the Fall of Plaguestone. Until then, we hope you have many great adventures of your own.